Hi guys, Captain here. Um, just quickly before we get going with this podcast, uh, just to let you know that we will be touching on suicide and a bit more into mental health. Uh, there are a few links in the bio just to follow. Um, always good to reach out you know, and just ask for help if needed. Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally, the captain, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and wellbeing. Anchors up. Okay, we're back. I'm back as well. So it's not the What the Cook Drew podcast or anything like that. Drew did try and break in. Um, I've locked the door. He's just out in the sun. He's, <laughs> he's on water. deck somewhere. He's, yeah, he's somewhere. He's somewhere, but... Get up and move that mast, boy. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> right, move that mast. I don't know. I, I wonder what you're on about. I forgot we are on a ship. I was like, what, the te- is there a telephone pole or something out there? What's going on? See him lifting a massive telephone thing. Like Trying to bring Ilan. this visualisation to life. I know. <laughs> Didn't work. So I was, well, we're checking on our week, so let's just do that. Yeah. Um, no, good. Yeah. Um, been out about work. Went to Birmingham to meet the boss, which was good because we haven't spent quality time together for a while. So that was nice. And just catching up outside mm. of work, what's going on in your life and stuff like that. So we had some had some food together. That was nice. Um, and it's hot in it. It's boiling. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like heat at all, I'm not do you? In the heat. No. no. Um, so yeah, just battling through that. Really. What about you, mate? Yeah. Well, I successfully hurt my ankle. You did um, on a ten k run. So I'm struggling through not exercising for the week. Yeah. And it's, it's been tricky. Um, I think by the time this goes out, I may have gone to the gym once, which would be yeah. quite nice. But for the sounds of it, talking Charlotte, I'm quite lucky because the gym apparently is roasting. Yeah, that's the point at the moment. So. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's been different, but also nice. So yeah, just had a bit of reconnection with the drama therapy community in Wales. That's good. So sort of had a day together. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, and you went to visit something, didn't you? Sorry, that we might bring up in a future one because we we're doing some stuff in Cardiff Bay at the moment. Oh, I you did. Went to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So I went down the um, Wales Millennium Centre. They had a sort of display on Windrush project. Yeah. Um, so it was vo- all voices from people who came, you know, via that um, to Cardiff to different areas of Wales mm. um, and just their experiences and things. And it was quite nice uh, talking to uh, one of my colleagues. So she sort of thinks she's second generation, so oh, she okay. knew quite a lot of the people, which was yeah, really interesting. That's you know, interesting. Giving different anecdotes and stuff and really bringing it to life. Not sure how long it's there for, but if it is. Have a look, but yeah, it's in the Wales Millennium Centre, just in the foyer. It's free. Fantastic. Go in and have a look about. Um, but yeah, so I guess we should hand it over. I think we got a voicemail, haven't we? We have. So let's uh, hear from Drew. Hey, it's Drew. Just checking in on how the challenges are going. Right. Cheers, Drew. Um, yeah, actually, followed like he followed the lines that Ellis had set before, didn't mm-hmm. he? About one reading, one listening, and we swapped, didn't we? Because yeah. uh, yeah. you know, so I did the listening the first time, so we swapped round, and you were asked to listen to the books. I was. So how did you find it? Yeah, so I listened to the album The Way Out. Um, it was interesting, like Drew said, it is a process listening from the start all the way to the finish. Mm. I there was there was part of me thinking actually you could listen to one per hour and it would fit in quite nicely going through your day would it um i'll note 30 incomings so that was almost like a bit like a voicemail being left um almost 
again, it sounds like or someone going through therapy, you know, oh, just okay. talking through what they've been through, what they, the messages they want to share, continuing to try and share other messages they're going through. Uh, the story of hip hop was quite fun. Oh, okay. Uh, almost like an origin story of a hip and a hop. Was it? And, yeah, and sort of how it came together and how hip hop was built. But it was really immersive. And then the final one, um, Group Autogenics 2. So it kind of linked in with the opening, which is Group Autogenics 1. Okay. And it, it guides you almost into a bit of mindfulness. Oh, it takes you into okay. your body, closing your eyes. And things like that but i thought also oh, i've got to have a listen to some other mm. you know albums by the books you know just see and i must say i i listened to music for a french elevator and other oddities and it was 45 songs wow <laughs> um but let me just check how long the actual album was oh, i can't find out now uh that's good Great top. idea. It's right top, top. It? no it's, oh, not. it's not there but yeah it's like little tidbits oh okay of like a long villainous sequence or just <laughs> random people talking. I can see almost where, you know, for Drew, where he gets the inference of sort of having yeah. like some people, you know, some verbal bits and then music going into it. And it was, yeah, I, I listened to the whole thing, but I didn't know what I was listening to. Oh. Such a weird, but I recommend it. The books, yeah, if anyone gets a chance, have a, have a dive into some of theirs. And speaking of books. Speaking of books, yeah, he did have a nice link there. I think he thought about this. He so strikes me as the kind of person who thinks about this. But yeah, um, Raymond Carver, um, I was challenged to read his collection of short stories, Will You Please Be Quiet, Please? And we spoke about it on the pod with Drew. This had come up somewhere else. I still can't find out where I read about it. But mm. for me, someone who loves short stories, I'd be meaning to get into it for ages. It was the perfect time for him to say it. So I got it. And I've started reading it and it is fantastic. It is just those um, general interactions between everyday people in life. But then, you know, if, if you were sort of like in your cul-de-sac, say, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know all yours, but like mm. there's 48 houses on this one. I don't know everyone who lives on this one. Well, what's going on in number 12? What's yeah. going on in their life? Let's follow them to the diner, like, you know, and see what conversation they have. Um, and I find that, that that really interesting. So I think between us, we've got... A good look into Drew's head, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. Go on, yeah, go on, no, yeah, picking up on books. Yes, we well. should challenges. So I'm yeah, sure Lloyd and Kathy are still listening. Yes, um, they better I be. Think is the roller out now? I think it's out. I think the roller's out yeah, now. Yeah, um, super cool. <laughs> But I, so I did. You know, I finally got round to. You know, I started reading Game On by Sue Anstis. Um, I started reading. I think Monday. I don't know what day is it now. Oh, it's, it's a day, but I've, I'm powering through. I'm about to, I've got 100 yeah, pages Yeah, you're reading it really it's fast. It's really, really interesting. It talks through, obviously, the growth of women's sport, the in, the impact men have as well, you know, being almost key key influencers yes. where possible and supporting others. And I did like the one thing, I've got to really try and find it. Yeah, the word ally should be seen as a verb rather than a noun. Oh, I that's really, really like that, good. You're an ally, you do something. And for me, it's, again, thinking of, you know, female sport and how much is broadcast obviously we've got the euros on at the yes moment. we have and i've been watching a bit of that BBC. and the england team have beaten all the records by winning eight nil yes being all records by Incredible. any by other teams and something interesting which i tried to refer to as i was talking then is trying to remove the women's hours so instead of because you don't say england men's team no 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 team, yeah and then it's england women's team it's like yeah. do you need to say that yeah. Do you need to have that? And Ugo Mon, yeah, on the new woman no try that you yeah. recommended to yeah. watch. So I've watched that as well. 
and he talks he's having a conversation isn't he on on on, on there with a couple of the he's fine and he actually sue Anstis, he talks about being like mm. a you know just Massive, someone he massively yeah. respects who's helped him through sport yeah so about how important her work is yeah i do i recommend it for others i'll, I'll finish it soon maybe we'll we'll swap books yeah 100 percent there but should we should we get on let's crack on Okay, so back to probably a more traditional episode format for us. We really enjoyed having Drew on last week um, and, and keep the feedback coming on that and we'll, we'll visit in our outros as we go through. Um, but yeah, today, I think this one um, was someone that was probably on the list for a while, but we hadn't thought about it, had we? Like we hadn't no. thought about it. You mentioned no. in you um, watching the documentary that's on BBC, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, but I'll just go straight in and you know we're going to be talking about um, the Swedish DJ, producer, um, artist, Tim Berglin, mm-hmm. um, better known to the wider world as Avicii, um, who, for considering he was 28 years old um, when, when, he, when he sadly, um, his, his life sadly ended, um, you know, made such a huge impact on, on the dance music industry and probably beyond, to be honest, because I think dance music... Um, for many many years was still sort of like um not underground you know you do have the, you have the big DJs and stuff but I'm talking about worldwide chart success you know is what this um this man achieved through fusing I suppose pop elements um with the dance music the highs that you get from uh, like a breakdown and then a, a drop you know um using famous samples. Um, you know, like everyone remembers levels, don't they? Like sometimes I get a good feeling, you know, like that. And just how he used that then to be a huge dance hit. Wake me up before you, there's so many others as well. And then obviously the people that he went on to work with and influence, you know, um, in the documentary, it's called Life Stories, I think, isn't it? It's on iPlayer at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's well worth a watch. Um, it's a tough watch at times, um, considering obviously afterwards we know what happens. Um, and we're going to go into a lot of the themes that came out of that um, in a second. I'm not going to go on too much more, though, um, Captain, because I think you said about doing this. I think it encapsulates a lot of what you're passionate about, a lot of the work that you do as well. Um, and when you watched the documentary, it was like, right, we, we, let's do this one now. because yeah. you know. So I'll let you take a start point. You've been taking some notes. We've been firing some messages back. But, yeah, anything you wanted to kick off with, really? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's almost starting off with a quote. There was one quote that stood out which he said was my lifestyle is always to a schedule yeah and i just found that really interesting from someone for me who tries to be as authentic and you know spontaneous where possible mm-hmm. just really feeling under that much pressure of well my life is dictated by other people by mm-hmm. what other people want by what other people need but watching it like you said it was it was tough to watch because you could see visibly he was unwell yeah you could see him almost on his way down you know, like like you said, it was from you know you just mentioned there about the breakdown to the high. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally yeah. that was just the whole way through. You saw, you know, the edge of breakdown, the edge of you know as we've touched on before burnout. Yeah, coming in. Yeah, and interestingly for me, obviously you know we know what happened at the end, but it stopped before that. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um. So just I think he mentioned possibly there may be something else coming out. Yes. At some point next year, I think. Uh, just sort of yeah, chart it because it. The way it finished, he stopped doing live music, didn't he? Yes, and basically. It was. He gave up the live touring. And look, in the documentary, he wanted to do it for a long time, mm-hmm. but he got swallowed up by the industry, didn't he? You know, it's like they often say that about how 
you know, people get consumed by the industry and then you become a product, mm. you know, you become a marketing tool. And I think for him, he was the first one in dance music who made it to that status. You know what I mean? They were big DJ producers who'd come before him. Mm. You know, if you think of people like Bob Sinclair, David Guetta and other, others like that. But this was just a different level of like of height and everyone wanted to work with him. Um, I mean, there's some huge names from the dance music industry on that documentary, but also like he worked with Niall Rogers from Chic. Niall Rogers turned around and said he was the greatest melodic producer he'd ever worked with. That's insane, That's yeah. right? Yeah. And Wycliffe, Wycliffe Jean, like talking about how, you know, he he sees he's got the orchestra in his head, and he worked with Michael Jackson, Wycliffe Jean, mm-hmm. and he was saying Wycliffe Jean said it's exactly the same about Michael Jackson. He didn't need to put his hand on a guitar or a drum or whatever. Yeah. He just hear an idea or have an idea in his head, and it would all arrange itself like in mm-hmm. in, in in its head. And if you think with Avicii, when he's turning up at studio and he's worked with Chris Martin, he's mm-hmm. a bit with a Coldplay yeah. on there, and he plays the beat to Chris Martin. You can see Chris Martin is speechless. He turns around and and like Avicii's by his computer going, "Is is that okay? Do you like?" It? He's like, "I I love it. Like let's do let's do it now." And he got wants yeah. to go in the studio and do it. So I think you know it was, he was that proper crossover artist. Some people didn't like what he was doing at the time. Proper, mm-hmm. I think when I say proper, people who liked dance music before EDM, whether it was techno, house, trance, whatever, didn't like that crossover and thought it was too mainstream. Okay. But at the end of the day, it took dance music to a whole new group of people. Um, and, and, and he was responsible for that. But yeah, I think life to a schedule um, and seeing him go down it, I think there's the bit where he goes into the hostel it's pan- pancreatitis, pancreatitis, is it? Yeah. Pan- yeah. I can yeah. never say that um, word properly. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And then what... Is it like the next day they're driving into a gig, basically, yeah, aren't they? And that's that's again something that didn't sit right. You had all the doctors around saying, yeah. "Oh, we can give you this," mm-hmm. or "Oh, mm-hmm. you can have this," and that's something that I don't know. What I think I put a message. It just for me, it, it almost seems similar or potentially what happened with Michael Jackson. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. You know, again, here's the drugs. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, let's carry on. Let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I know Elvis is out of the cinema. At the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen it. Johnny Cash. You know, it was yeah. very much. You know, here's you know, keep going. You know, and always try and use in, and again, you know, I see it in my work, people use substances to avoid facing what's actually happening. Yeah. You know, it might be alcohol, it might be drugs, you know, it can be a variety of different things. And then it's when things stop or when things kind of go to a pause that they might realise what's actually going on. Yeah. And actually thinking, oh, hold on, my body is absolutely knackered now. I mean, I made the note, we did 813 gigs in eight years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And when you think, okay, yeah, you know, some people may say, oh, that's only 100 gigs a year. But then when you think he's got to travel to them, he's got the promotion, Make he's got albums. the recordings, he's got, you know, everything else, the collaborations, you know, I, I don't know, did he have much of it? Did he have a day off? Yeah. Apart from when he was in hospital. No, <laughs> and even in yeah. hospital, he's got people sat around his bed saying, well, we need to get you... Yeah. You, I, all right, we can cancel tonight's show, but tomorrow then are you going to go? Mm. And it's just, there's so many red flags. I yeah. think it was on the pancreatitis the next day. He's in the car with obviously his, his road manager or whatever. Mm. And the road manager's going, they kind of, you know, we've just had contact from like a radio show or something saying, would you be up for an interview? Yeah. Just say that you're okay. And do you see his eyes? Are go- like his eyes are going and he's just yeah. going, yeah, or whatever, like he's so tired and so mm-hmm. worn out, mm-hmm. and obviously the drugs he's taking must be kicking in. Yeah, you know he's in the back of the car. You could probably ask him at that point, Tim, where are you right now? I don't know if he'd be able to give you an answer. No. He could yeah. be in France. He could be in a net because everything for him is just land, mm-hmm. picked up, taken to the hotel, taken to the venue, yeah. show, fly somewhere else. Like you yeah. know what I mean? And that is it's not sustainable, is no. it? And it, it was towards it was towards the end. I think it was one of his last last performances i don't know i think was it japan yes um, yeah yeah 
they showed him in the hotel room and this is where it's like the role of friends and stuff yeah yeah he was with one friend he, they he, you know they were like oh we need to go we need to go that was like Beatha. that said, was his last was show Beatha, his last yeah. show he yeah said, I, I just need five minutes give me some time can i just take five minutes and he sat down and he was just chatting away and then like off camera he just said you can have this conversation in the car and he was like i just want five yeah. minutes just let him pause let him breathe and it seems like he just wasn't allowed that and i don't know whether it is you know i don't know a lot about sort of the dance culture is that sort of rubbed off on the dance culture or i'm not sure i think potentially i think um, there's some interesting things about the dance culture i've been interested in as dj years ago but obviously not you know did not luckily have to go touring or anything like that you know just played locally um but you know still you know like to turning up to a club at 11 to play at 12 and then you're like you might want a couple of drinks because you don't nervous because i mean that's what avici talked about was going on stage for him was really nerve-wracking so he started to drink to just he said wouldn't he like i'd have a couple of drinks just to get me on the stage and that stuck with him because even at the end he's like he keeps saying like he was so often saying i can feel my anxiety now building you know i can i can feel my nervousness kicking in and the guys to be fair sometimes they're trying to remind him yeah but remember the other night you said that but then when you got on stage you said this is the best thing in the world like you know but it's just that initial i will just throw out a quick rag it's just shot to me now great film people to watch it's a film called it's all gone pete tong um so it's kind of like a dark comedy, really, to to a degree, but it follows a um a DJ in it was based in Ibiza. Mm. Um, it's got a cracking soundtrack, like for people into it. But um, he he's going deaf. Okay. He's losing his hearing. Mm. Um, and it shows how because he takes lots of drugs, he drinks a lot and stuff like that. How that all contributes to his downfall. So he's got everything. He's the superstar, and then it shows his downfall, and then well, watch the film and you see what happens off the back of it. Trust me, it has yeah. a very positive end. But I think it tried to shine a little bit of a light on that culture. And I sent a couple of articles to you because you were talking about the dance music um, thing. The, the big part of it is the riders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like well, like bands, isn't it? You know, they have a yeah. rider and they have what drink. It's normally drink and drugs, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, Drew, Drew had two cans of Heineken. Yeah, he did have two cans of Heineken. <laughs> like, it was a Friday night and it was hot, wasn't yeah. it? Like, you know, probably yeah. didn't pour it over each other. That's <laughs> like, um, not that kind of pod. That's not that kind of pod. <laughs> that's Captain and Cook after dark yeah. pod that we're going to yeah. go into. Um, but like, you know, I've just got a section of an article from DJ Mag here. Um, and they've, they've just labelled it what it is. Dance music has a mental health crisis. Um, and you see a lot has been written about the perfect storm of factors which make dance music a particularly toxic industry for anyone struggling with their mental health. Relentless touring schedules, jet lag, 6am flights and 4am set times and anonymous hotel rooms that blur together. The pressures to appear successful on social media, and we've talked a lot about that, to me, authenticity, um, and the financial press, pressures too. Um, so I think when you were just saying that, like that authenticity, that social media, he does a bit on there, doesn't he? Where he's trying to promote a new signal, he has to, and he has to re- record vox pops, and he just gets up after doing. He said, "This is so fake. Yeah, I'm not doing it." And he said, "I will not do another one," and he just walk, walks out of there. So trying to do all of that and remain true to yourself, I don't even know if it's possible. I like I, I don't know if it's possible yeah, to be honest. It is. It's, it's that identity and almost. I guess, yeah, you've got to do things like that, but it's your values. And like for him, fate, that fakeness of the box, you know, yeah. wasn't yeah. fitting in his value. Yes, he had you know, this whole persona of Avicii, you know, and that's who he was, but he tried to stick sort of in, in where possible to some of his values yes. as well at the same time. And he had like his friends with him, didn't he? But then with that comes like hanger-oners and 
Like, you could see, I think, the friends who were with him from day one yeah. were the ones who, who cared, like, yeah. you know, and he did have some sort of positive influences mm. in his group. But ultimately, there was, like, the bits where he's on the phone and he's meant to do a three-night run towards the end and he said, I've cancelled it. And then they've, this guy tried to change that he would do one of the three nights. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. well, what didn't you understand about me saying to you? I can't do it. And I think, like, language is so important, isn't it? Like, we try and say, we're trying to open up a conversation about mm. mental health. That's what we're here to do. But he's actually saying all the red flag stuff, yeah. all the words, it was there yeah. for everyone to see. And I don't think it takes someone to be an expert or even interested to know that there was a problem, like... So I, I I think for his friends, I don't know whether, like, when they were they were always around or mm. they got sounded out by more authoritative figures. But, God, I didn't see no one sit down with him and go, are you all right? Yeah. No, like, you know, t- talk to me about how you feel. Because there's a really interesting bit in there where he's reading... I'm going to hand this over to you in a second, but there's a bit where he says about he was reading Carl Jung. You've yeah. mentioned him yeah, po- yeah. so many times, and you can see his eyes are light. Mm-hmm. This is when he's getting his shit together, really, isn't yeah. it? He's in a phase of really getting his shit together. Um, and he, they, I think his management and his friends took his phone off him, his emails and everything, and he just focused on making music with people he liked. But he's like, I've read Carl Jung. And he talks about personality and I've, I've read it today and I'm an introvert, you know, so mm. I don't do well with small talk. I'll do it, but I get nothing from it. All the conversations I have that mean something to me are deep conversations and deep talk, you know, where you get somewhere. But when I picked up on that, I was like, Bryn, yeah. <laughs> straight yeah. away. And that's, I mean, it's, it's him sort of, you know, he's, he's becoming a lot more aware of himself. Could it be argued, actually, he's moving more towards self-actualization, mm. you know, referring back to our camera, which... One podcast. One podcast. Go about. back to them all. If anyone knows, right? start no, at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> go back. Through. Yeah, but um, and also you know, Carl. You know, he was a sort of psychiatrist that based a lot of work. He worked worked with Freud. Um, mm. with Carl Rogers. So he based a lot of his theory on some of their stuff as well. He disagreed with some, but yeah, the introvert extrovert. You know, it's interesting. So you know, if you look at an introvert, they're reflective, they're quiet, mm. they're very focused, measured. But then. For me, if I think of the dancing personally, mm-hmm. it's active, it's expressive, it's social. There's a variety, and yeah. that's an extrovert. Yeah. So he's an introvert trying to fit into a scene, and probably a whole group of friends who are extroverts. Yes. And trying to, but then, like you said, when he says it, it's like, well, this is this is what I need. Yeah. You know, I now I'm starting to understand myself. From what I read, he was in therapy. I don't know what type of therapy or mm. how long, but he did engage in some stuff. But it is searching for himself and having that time away, mm. having that time just to reflect. Like you said, you know, taking phones away, taking all that yeah. away. You know, it's finding more out about himself, but then after doing that, everyone's like, right, off we go then. Yeah, I Let's know. Go again. And the thing which really I found, you know, there's some bits which are tricky, but... He was, I think he was either producing a song or an album, and he was clearly working through the night. It was yes. like almost like 12. And you saw, you know, one friend, obviously, the, you know, it's the role some friends play. He gave him food, mm. and then came back at another point, and that food hadn't been touched, and he put something else down, mm. or something like that, you know, and it was just, I, like you said, you know, why not just say, look, let's switch this, just, just hit Control S. For a minute. Just eat, just eat something for a minute talk you know? from it eat yeah. talk or eat in yeah. silence whatever just you remember, need yeah yeah you know, we're here he was such a he was ingrained you know he was just everything was closed up and that's yeah. sort of what he needed to be able to work and that's could be a trait of an introvert as well yeah you know for it you don't want to talk you don't want to socialize when yeah. you're doing something you're fixated and i want to finish right, it get this done. and he kept saying that i want to finish it yeah because the guy said about 
for news like you're like the tenth person to say it to me. Mm. I need to finish this. Mm. You know, and it, it is that fine line between some people were better at night, don't they? Some people, um, you know, they're hyper focused on something and they're like, if they go into flow, they're like, well, I need to take this moment while I'm in flow. The yeah. problem is seen for Avicii, I mean, no problem, but if you look at the output of music he did, mm-hmm. what he achieved in like, what, 10 years of being in the industry, something like that, mm-hmm. was insane. So, you know, the, when we were talking about earlier, right, 100 gigs a year, but that's all over the world and you've got to get there. And at the same time, you've got to produce all these tracks while you're moving. You often see him, he's on his laptop, isn't he? Like trying to get stuff done, putting sets together or whatever. But I think, yeah, that bit with the food stood out, stood out to me. But then it was weird because when he made the... And I did notice, sorry, on that point, that particular session, I think it was, um, when he finished, um, he went to get up off his chair and he had to be helped. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that little bit because well, I think I he'd been, he'd been yeah. sat there for so long. So long. Yeah, he got up to give someone a hug, I think, who just passed through. And like his legs, and the person who was sat with him sort of must have seen it come in and like mm. sort of like steadied him and got him up. But that's like exhaustion, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And muscles it's, have been knackered. Actual, it's physical burnout. Yeah, man. yeah. Like we say, listen to your body, and that's literally his body saying, yeah. you need to stop. You've collapsed. Yes, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah, you've worked yourself to the ground. But there's a couple of articles we'll share, some from Mix Mag, some from DJ Mag as well. Um, and it's just some really interesting things about some of the stuff you wouldn't see because obviously Keith Flint we've covered in the past was mm. a casualty in the in the dance music scene, mm. um, as was you know as was Avicii. People who work in the industry, somebody that asked us, there's someone on you saying I'm up to knowing, either personally or one person removed now twenty five people who I know have mm. taken their lives, and it's not just the DJs, it's the backstage people as well as the people who do the sound checks. The, coat, pe- the people who come and take the coats because they enjoy working in that industry, mm. whatever. Um, but there was a DJ called B Traits, and she was fab. Um, but she talks quite openly about she was on stage one night and um, a man got on the stage and tried to tried to get at her while she was playing. Yeah. And luckily, security intervened and got rid of him. But then she said, I, I just had a whole... I felt like I was on the edge of a nervous breakdown every show I went to. Um, so she... She's going to this one show not long after she do not want to do it. And it was at this point, you know, someone needs to step in and go, you need to take a break. But her management company at the time were going, yeah, but, you know, if you pull out, you're going to really upset the promoters. It's mm. going to damage your brand mm. and stuff. So she, I was going up there literally terrified, like that someone was going to attack me. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, they were talking about now how management companies over the last few years, certain management companies have started to get hold of this because the music industry, I think, was very shady. Mm. So a lot of shady characters. People are in it to make money, yeah. and if there's people in there just to make money for themselves, then you know that you know then they'll they can do things that maybe not in the best interest mm. of the person. But apparently there are new management companies out there now okay. who are very much aware of it, um, and there's like one I can't even remember what I'll find it in a minute in part of the article. But they say about how they book time off in the diary and it's like sacred so if someone yeah. tries to book their artist they go there even if it's a big show they go, they're yeah. actually off and that that needs to go like even for yourself i know you say you have your golden hour yeah 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 oh 100 percent. needs to really it's not just for the time it needs to be everyone needs yeah. to be able to have that time you know to take it off and interesting when we talk about sort of the burnout the stress and stuff so um it's man's Moss- Mosserson, i think okay. his name did um wrote tim so the official biography oh okay yeah um, which is it appears to be taken from a lot of his journals and something written in it is you know Avicii bright in his journals those days in hospital were the most anxiety and stress-free days i can remember the past six years those were my true vacations as depressing as it might sound so that kind of shows that's like, crazy the only time he stopped was when he was in hospital 
That's mad, isn't it? That's the it? point that he's burnt out, got to. Yeah. And I don't know, there may be something in that because, like, um, I know my father had to go into hostel recently and he was mm. talking about how he'd been not feeling great for a while. Um, I'm not going into it now because I mean, he listens to the pod, but dad, he's doing well at the moment, which is good. But when you go into hostel and you know there's help, mm. like, right mm. at hand, yeah. like, you know, that can really break, because especially if you've been feeling bad for a while mm. you might have been lying in bed and just like can't get a sleep heart rates going you start thinking am i unwell mm. you know and then obviously that raises your heart rate you know what i mean um and when you're in hospital like you know at least you think well i can just press a button someone's mm. here like and the yeah. people are checking on me and that can really help to, to, to relax you but that's crazy though that mm. in his life like that shouldn't be a, like a thing where you go oh it's like a holiday this is like a holiday going yeah. to the gwent yeah and you yeah. sit in the gwent for a couple of days like yeah. you know or like that or, yeah. or out well yeah, yeah. you won't yeah. get seen for a while but no, no. no. yeah bless then, our nhs yeah. workers and yeah, i think yeah. sort of touch like you said touching on my work and then obviously we'll move forward mm. as to what mm. happened but no, you said with the hospital and like with your dad, it was like, mm. okay, someone's here. I notice it when people come in for their first session. Is it? You know, with myself, those who are having, you know, maybe thoughts, you know, or there's things which they're not liking, you know, voices they're not liking hearing. They'll sit with me and for the first hour, I just say, okay, well, what's going on? Just let yeah. them talk, let them talk. You notice the weight. Yeah, so coming off them. You know, you notice it. It's almost like they've been, and I say it to some people, I say, just remember to breathe. You know, yeah. like John and Yoko, we mentioned it. Yes, um, yeah. But it is like you just notice after a while that I, and just that out breath, it's just mm. everything's just come down. Yeah. And everything's there. And yeah, I mean, we say it's good to talk, you know, and that's, that's what you need to do is just yeah. sort of open it up, you know, and really saying, actually, yeah, I am struggling here. It's probably because as well, when they're talking to you, they're not, you're listening. Yeah. You know I'm what I mean? I'm not on my phone. I'm not, yeah, I'm present. You know, it's yeah. me and Charlotte did, um, an exercise on active listening yesterday where she tested me yeah. with things. I got eight out of 11, which isn't too bad. That's not bad at all. No. So, but um, yeah, it is, you know, it's, it is actively listening. You can listen yeah. or you can really be present yeah. when you're listening. And that's something which I think a lot of people weren't for Avicii. No. From what you see. No. They're there, but they're, everyone's on their phones yeah. whilst he's talking. Whilst he's sharing like yeah. about the introvert stuff, people are, you know, making phone calls on the computer, yeah. doing his Instagram, and it's like, guys, I'm, I'm trying to say this is yeah. who I am, but you're all working to make me an extrovert on all this social media. Yes, yeah, yeah, which is great. Like, it's cr- there's so <laughs> many when you're watching it, like you know, and and you get frustrated, but you you can almost see like that happening in so many different areas. And I think as well, another thing on the dance week, just something I've picked up on recently, and it reminded me a lot of um of Sid Vicious. So in the dance yeah. music industry now, you, when it started, there were DJs, mm. and they were, and sometimes you had DJs who were producers as well. There's only like people who made the music when you had the good, the, the DJs who could put it together and really yeah. make a dance floor move and stuff like that. Then as time gone on, I was like, if you want to make it as a DJ, then you kind of need to be able to make your own music as well mm. because it's like goes hand in hand. So you see a lot more of that. But I've noticed now that the industry has started to see the. We talk about it quite a lot, actually. Sex sells, sex mm-hmm. appeal. Um, and I just made enough so I didn't want to forget it. Because there are so many clips now going around of, um, you might say, say girls who look a certain way, mm-hmm. all right, um, and they put up on the decks and then you watch behind it, the equipment's not even on. So obviously music is just playing off a tape mm-hmm. and they're up there like doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, it really takes away the shot. There are some super talented male, female, trans DJs out there, do you know what I mean, who are like, masters of their craft you know and i remember like lisa lashes growing up was my favorite like you know she was unbelievable and i've yeah. seen her live a few times but it's just going to show now that i think 
from the back of each he was doing took oh EDM which is like a new thing like, that was the thing you heard on the radios then at that time which the purists were the ones who didn't really like it I think then they thought oh a bit like the X Factor stuff they're not the greatest singer but mm. we can we can really we can market them and we can make yeah. something out of this yeah. so I'm just that concerns me mm. because then those people who are put up there like you know are almost up, up for show but yeah. the impact I'll have on them as well eventually as well so it's just something that, that shot out to me that I thought you know, it. I hope that there's not bigger things bubbling away in the background. You know that they really do learn a lesson um, from from some of the bigger names that die. Unfortunately, the bigger names to put it into the news um, to then filter it down to make sure everyone gets uh, care and support. But yeah, I suppose we should, like you said, move on to what happens next as well, isn't it? Which is the sad ending, isn't it? Really, to 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 Tim's life. So I think he'd done all he can, hadn't he? Um, I think the documentary. Do you think he was? I, I like listening to it because he made. He wanted to make this film, he, so mm. he was, you know, part of it. He's talking over it and things like that. Um, and I'm just wondering whether it, it was because no one was listening. This was his way of trying to explain. This is what. This is what happened. Yeah. This is how I felt. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. It could be. You know. I mean. We don't, we don't know. know do we? That's that's the thing you find when it comes to suicide is everyone searches for a narrative. Mm. As human beings, we're not wired. To not have an answer. If I gave you a math formula, you'd have probably ask Nora what it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. She's but very good at want to know the answer. Yeah, of course. You want to know it. You go do everything. But then when it comes to suicide and the unknowns, we can. You know, and it's yeah. like, how can we sit? And for some point, maybe actually, this documentary was his way of saying, right, this is what's happened to me. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. But let's make sure no one ha- doesn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. So this is my legacy of saying, look, go careful, you know, watch what's happening. Yeah. Because I needed to pause and I wasn't given that opportunity. We don't know, you know, and it's unfortunately it came to what it did. And there was the twentieth of April, yes, eighteen. Um, but you know, it was announced initially that he died. You know, mm. and initially it was from I can't remember the the way they describe it. It was like um, well, there was no no cause of death was immediately given. Mm. So yeah, when you hear that, normally no, <laughs> you know, you and know what what it is likely to be. And I think they like when you read articles, they say it, you know it was su- you know it was suicide. That's what they that's what they've they've come out and spoken of it about in art like you know in articles. And I think, yeah, for me, I think he tried his best. I think there was like, in terms of finding his way of, in trying to find enjoyment. The real difficult thing for me in there is right. You can see clearly when he's in the studio with people collaborating, making music, he's happy, mm-hmm. right. When he's out on top, the tour was the problem. Tours, and he kept yeah, saying it. Yeah. He's just like, I'm, I don't think he was born to be a performer. No. He was meant to be the one. He's in an the, introvert. He's an introvert. He's yeah. meant to be in the studio, yeah. crafting it all. And then other people, like the like years ago, that's what have happened. He'd been mm. the producer. When he was coming up, I think DJ Tiesto's on there, laid back Luke and some others and big DJs. And they were like saying, he just kept sending them. He said, like, Tiesto's like, I get four or five demos a week from him. Mm. You know, that's how hard it mashups and all of that. I said I was playing them, yeah. you know. That's how it used to be. I mean, Tiesto's a great producer himself, but you know, that's where it was like I'll just sit in here and make the beats and collaborate with the people I like, and everyone else do their shows. But they wanted the brand, and they they wanted him out there, and that's ultimately, in my opinion, like I hope it's not the way. But I look at thinking he's he was making new music at the time, and he's thinking they're gonna ask me to start touring again, yeah. and the anxiety that creates. Yeah, for someone who's already suffering from so much anxiety. He'd... Taking it, he'd eased himself off the opioids. Yes, he, he had. Um, yeah. So the morphine, he was trying to ease himself off alcohol. He was. You know, so it was just, 
But then doing all of that, the anxiety will rise. Yeah. And then he's probably at a point where it's like, I can't cope with this anymore. That was interesting. But do you do you pick up on the exercise bits? Because you know he's working with the personal trainer, the Swedish mm. guy, and he said, I can't. And he goes, look, you wouldn't have been able to do this so many weeks. So he's trying to really like encourage him. And he said, yeah, well, I can't really do it now. Mm. He's like, I, my heart is pumping so fast now. And my that brings my anxiety up. And the, and the guy said to him, he's like, it's because your body at the moment doesn't know the difference between a panic attack and physical exercise, yeah. you know what I mean, and what it's meant to be doing. So that's sad. He was trying to even yeah. physically make himself stronger, you know what I mean? Because he's quite like a slim guy, you mm. know, quite like a narrow person. But even mm. that's like, I'm trying to exercise, I can't even... Yeah, because with, through exercise, you can control your heart rate better. You yeah. Know, you, lower your, you lower your resting heart rate, but with all the different things he was taking, but then also like, you know, the highs he must be on after performing, yeah. and things like that. You know, his heart rate was probably ridiculously high for a resting heart rate, yeah. which meant that he was constantly hearing it, which meant, actually, that's what I attribute to a panic attack, so I'm having a panic attack. Yes. You know, so yeah. spot, like you said, you know, exactly, the body didn't know, was it a panic attack, attack or was it exercise? It's similar to, you know, I've said about a kid I work with where, was he hungry or was he angry? Because his tummy felt the same. Yeah, and he, yeah. He was angry when actually he was hungry. Yeah. You know, and that's, your body just can't... Tell come, the difference, can't yeah. Can't tell the difference, yeah. I think like what people should, you know, do. This is a, you've been doing it this morning, right? And I've been doing it. Get a, this is a Vici playlist on. Mm. Stick yeah. it on the background because honestly, I remember when I first watched the documentary. Like after he sadly, you know, passed, and I was like, "Geez, I forgot how many good songs he yeah. made." Like I mean, there's one with Imagine Dragons. He did Sky Full of Stars for Coldplay, which was a huge hit. Yeah, I think Niall Rogers worked on Wake Me Up. Mm. Um, he he produced Luna George, um, Wycliffe Jean. There's just so many. And that's how he'll always stay alive. Yeah. I think like someone had a sign up in front like of him before going, Avicii, thank you. We can die happy now. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. And yeah. he might provide a lot of joy to other people who are going through difficulties through his songs as well. So any closing ones off you, mate, off off this? I, I think it's just learning from what, what we hear, learning yeah. from what we listen to, from what we see, and making sure, you know, ed, anyone can hold their hand up and say things aren't right, but also anyone can turn around and say, are you all right? Yes. You know, I think that's the main thing is you don't need to be a qualified counsellor or therapist to just ask someone if they're okay. Because hmm. once they say, actually, I'm not, that's when you can guide them. Yeah. And actually, you might be the first person they turn to and say it. Something which we say in our training is you'll never put the thought of suicide in someone's head. Ask no. them. Yeah. I'm terrified. I'm still am. Whenever I ask someone, you know, yeah, an assessment, yeah. are you feeling suicidal? I'm like, well, what do I do if I say if they say yes? You know, yeah, but it yeah, is, yeah. you know, if so, it could be the first time someone's been asked, and the fact that they they're able to say, oh yeah, you know what, I am. So right, cool. What can you do? Yeah. You know, and that's where it's signposting to different places and find the right support. But yeah, I, I'll echo what you say. Chuck, chuck it on because I was having a hell of a time in the car. <laughs> You can, picture, you can picture you can picture Bryn waving yeah <laughs> go down I have glow sticks out you know, <laughs> top off yeah, yeah. again <laughs> it's finished it's not seagull it's finished is it What's finished? The, the listeners want to know. Yeah, I know. Well, they'll find out in uh, where we're heading now. Seagull. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at me.
<laughs> you do I don't actually know what I was building up to then. <laughs> you just opened your mouth and uh, kind of closed it and put your head down. <laughs> <laughs> and what animal is that, Bryn? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> it's a Bryn. Yeah, that'll do. Right, um, what are we do? Well, no. <laughs> what have we just finished? Uh, this is so bad because I'm laughing and it really isn't a laughing thing. Isn't it? But, um, no, so it's linking on with the suicide and basically calm um, campaign against living miserably. Uh, they recently did a exhibition on South Bank uh, mm. called The Last Photo, um, which was basically 50 photos all down South Bank, blown up like huge of the last photo of someone before they took mm. their own life. Almost just to say, look, sometimes you can't notice. You know, so they're six foot, six point five, six and a half foot, that's the one, um, high smiling photographs. You know, and it's like sort of the last days of people wow. um, who died through suicide. And I did notice actually driving back from Cardiff. So there's an electronic billboard by TGIs and one of the photos came up on there. So it's clearly oh, okay. being put around everywhere, you know, of just raising awareness, you know, and actually reaching out, you know, so it's 125 lives are lost every week to suicide and 61% of people questioned, so of a thousand people, um, would struggle to tell someone if they knew, if they did feel suicidal. So that's where the asking is important. That's isn't where it? the asking is important. Yeah. So I think it is just, yeah, just, just putting that out there. You yeah, know, just have a look at Cam's website. I did want to go and see it, but I think it's finished on twenty sixth of June, which is ah. a shame. I don't know whether it will be extended, but it's. I've put a link in from the Independent. You know, I did see it. it. I did actually see it pop up, and I thought it was a great idea because mm. I think we've mentioned before. Again, you know, we only get the stories of of the bigger names, mm -hmm. don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember when Robin Williams passed. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast with Billy Connolly, and Billy Connolly was like. Robin Williams contacted him to let me know when you're next in LA so he's a great friend of mine mm. so I told him we met for dinner everything was hunky-dory mm -hmm. and then as he left he just said I do love you Billy like that and, and you know I said oh I love you too yeah. he said no I really love you like he said and then he walked out and he said I didn't think nothing of it that's just Robin like being a nice guy next thing you know he'd you know he'd, he'd, take, he'd, ta he'd taken his life and mm. I think you know that's it can be hidden the reason I say question is so important is because, like I said, it gives that person an opportunity to answer a question rather than yeah. actually say it themselves, doesn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I've had to do it. Um, remember, we had to contact. We have to mm. say who. Um, we send a lot of love and strength to them as well. But sometimes you've just got to you've, you've got to give them the opportunity yeah. it's saying the to, word. to vocalize yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Being scared of saying the word. Yeah. And, then, and then, like we said, it's not big and scary now. It's out there. What can we yeah. do now? And you've told me I can support you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's I, I think that's really, really good. Yeah. So Yeah, just good initiative just to have a look at. Yeah, so online to look at that one and um, keep talking. Mm. And ask us questions, especially the captain. Yeah. He monitors um, social media and that's your area, isn't it, mate? It is, yeah. Apart from Twitter. I don't monitor that. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I can hand that over to Nora. Yeah. Have a go. Have a go. Let's, yeah. learn how to Let's suck you into social media from the age of two. <laughs> Okay, so who was that then, listeners? Was Ooh. it Gwen Kian? Or was it Nora? Or was it Captain? Or was it Cook? Who knows? They sound more cultured than us, so I don't, think, do, it's, don't yeah. think it's... Chance for challenges, um, 
know, we try and do it where possible so that you guys can have a go. Uh, feel free to keep sending them in. As normal, QE ban isn't lifted yet. Um, Although we were talking about one of his undone ones. We were ones, talking we? about, yeah, going to a trig point. Um, so we think we found one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It only took us about two minutes to Google. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's not too far. So watch this space at least by 2024. At least when your ankle as well. You've got and a bit well, of an injury well, yeah, at the moment, when, when my ankle's recovered, but I, I haven't really stopped walking anyway. Um, or you could just push me up in a wheelchair. That'd be oh, great for yeah. Let me go on the way. We'll be like Lou and Andy. You let me just go on. I'll just see how quick. <laughs> no, just push me. <laughs> Strap me in and see how quickly I go down. Bye, bro. <laughs> yeah, you'll see me flow over the River Seven or something. It's like, whoa. You know, keep your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is someone shooting star? <laughs> no, it's me. <laughs> Is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Brit. <laughs> Super Brit. <laughs> Right, challenges. Have you got one for me? Do you go first? Go on. Oh, so you haven't got one. I have got one. So my one, um, unfortunately, it does involve me. Oh. Uh, so, so what I want you to do in the spirit of a V church, I want you to wake me up. Do you? No, 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 no. That'd be terrifying. I can do that. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, just so. rather than look through the window, they'd actually have to knock it then, would yeah. I? No, no, no. Be in the room. Morning. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Just, just swap with shot. I wake up and you're just in the bed. Like, Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> no, um, we, 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 <laughs> we go for walks. We haven't been for a while. We normally take music. I want us to have a mini rave up either called Marlton Barlam. Excellent. Take some music, take some tins, have a bit of a boogie. We can 100% do that. And that's well overdue. That is well overdue. So I think um, that's absolutely achievable. Simple one for you, mate, because I, um, I know how much being injured affects you. I know it does. <laughs> if you don't work out, we get angry and stroppy brin, don't we, basically? So no, I want uh, I'm never stroppy. What are you on about? Your tone on your... Oh, you know what? I've quit. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> The tone on your messages changes. <laughs> Brin hasn't been out the house to lift yeah. some steel. Like, you know. No, I want you to just reflect on why it is that you work out. What does working out give you? All right. Get so, guns like these. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, exactly. No, just write down. Okay. And also, as well, um, resilience. Mm -hmm. You know, Reflect on how resilient you are. Because I know you've had setbacks in the past. We both struggle with our backs and mm -hmm. things like that. So why do you work out? What does it give you? Um, and why is it important to you, really? Okay. Um, with an underlying focus on your resilience as a, awesome. as a person. Is that right? Yep, nice bit of homework. Outro time. Um, yeah, it's been quite nice. So previously I've put some questions on Spotify. You have. Um, and it was rather nice to actually get a response. It was. A response, singular. Please give me more than that. Um, yes, it was Andy who mentioned, well, he mentioned Rocky, you know, and I think that was to do a walkout. Yes, Wasn't so it, it was yeah. the music and sport episode we did, yeah. wasn't it, the links. Yeah. And you asked, was it, what's your iconic sport and music sport moment? And music moment, yeah. Rocky's a pretty good one. Rocky's pretty good, yeah. And it's, it is, you know, the walkout bit, but also just, everything's iconic sort of with the music oh, you know, you're linking with that with either tiger and i know um key govov came on yes and mentioned uh oh it was frosty the throw man for his dance oh person. that was it yeah. i love that yeah so yeah i'll keep putting a few things up um i have had an idea potential which i might put to poll in for our 100th episode oh. um, which i haven't told you about yet but 
Yeah. We've got an idea of something different as well, haven't we, that we're going to try and do on the we music do. front. Um, yeah. But maybe we keep that back for yeah, a minute. Yeah, we'll keep that it? back. And possibly a little trip, you know, so yes. who knows? Who knows? Keep watching this space. And Shlug other free and other spaces. Yeah, watch all the spaces around all you. Spaces Make sure I'm not in them. We will appear. <laughs> um, yeah, Schlug free gig at Porters. Yes, in Cardiff. Yep. I know as well. Porters are under threat. Their venues under threat, aren't mm -hmm. they as well? So um, you can have a little look at that and see how you ways of support because they they might have to be relocated. They've got a great venue at mm. the moment, and I know they're very very supportive of up upcoming artists. A lot of free stuff put on in there, which is which is cracking. But Schlug are playing on a bill next Wednesday and that's free so no excuses if you're in no the area um, I'm yeah. in Leeds unfortunately but um, you went all that way to avoid you I know yeah he just I doesn't know. want to see him he's run away oh, I promise you that's not the case um, <laughs> no and for me a big achievement this week so I banged on about the guitar playing but mum and I played at the Clean Arts Festival mm -hmm. um, on Saturday so we played a set for about just over half an hour I think it was at the Bell Pub. So what they do on Clean Arts Festival is they've got the field there. So they have things going on the field from mm -hmm. like um, chainsaw carving to people just selling their wares. You know, they have a stage there, and then there's a couple of pubs then that put on some gigs spread through Clean, and we were able to play there. And I thought ah, there'll be like ten people there, mm -hmm. and eight of them will be people I know. Yeah. No, there was probably about sixty people there. It That's was me. literally packed, yeah. right? And like because it was coming into the evening after six, so. I had to have a few beers before, and that goes back to that Avicii thing. It's weird, yeah, isn't it? But I, yeah. I would not have been able to play. Mm. Um, I was nervous enough as it was uh, when I got up there, but then we relaxed into it. We did well, um, and we got some really nice feedback from people afterwards. So I suppose that was kind of a graduation of guitar mm. playing, um, really. But yeah, and also I think we should point next pod will probably be live reviews, potentially. Should be live reviews. Yeah. We promised it for about a month. <laughs> we keep booking something else in, we though, do, don't we? I know, that's the problem. But yeah live reviews and also keep sending requests yeah you know any others you know people you think we should cover yeah um, people you don't want us to cover if you want me to stop talking no oh. anything and yeah fire them off uh, captainandcook at gmail.com um, captainandcookpod on Instagram yeah I think maybe that's a number one that'll do no like captainandcookpod on Instagram and, yeah. and we're on Spotify review us on Spotify give us five stars please we've had 18 people so far and we know there's more of you yeah there's lots so of please. you there's a lot yeah. more just hit five stars it takes two seconds if you can't yeah. answer our questions we know it's a fast world yeah. you can click a five star button you click a one star button if you want to but no, then we, we will, will find you <laughs> we will find you yeah um, the other thing I should say actually on the live review stuff I know a lot of people out there have been going to gigs mm -hmm. send us in a short voice clip of like yeah. your, your gig review and we'll include it in the live in the live review pod but until that time ta from me ta from him <laughs>